Zombies on a boat, Wreck 4 Apocalypse brings back the original protagonist for a final confrontation with the undead. Much like Wreck 3, this one drops the found footage for a more traditional movie. Let's see if it floats our boats. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me, as always, is Tim. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? You got away with words, Tim. This <laughs> is a horror movie podcast. Can be a little loose, cash casual today is that why you've uh, touched up the mustache to mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> mm. I, I, I didn't want to you know I, I take these recordings seriously i don't want to be all scruffy and shabby <laughs> want to look good oh mm. in the comments let us know if you succeed <laughs> folks uh, this is a horror movie podcast we get together mm-hmm. and we talk about a horror movie it's really quite that simple and today we are finishing off franchise. We had a vote, one of our monthly Patreon votes, uh, which you can get by being a member over there at a certain tier. Uh, we had some sequels that you know we've been meaning to get to in a vote, and we'd be planning doing like a batch of sequels uh, in a little bit, probably after we've done our top ten of twenty twenty three, and we're done catching up with those. But we wanted to sneak in one here as one of the vote episodes, and the winner was Wreck Four Apocalypse. So this actually finishes off a franchise, which is nice. It's nice to finish one off and be like, hey, done, dusty, it's, we're, we're done. So this, of course, is the Spanish zombie franchise. Started off as found footage, kind of shifted in the third movie. So this fourth one is actually just completely normal now. It's just a complete start to finish <laughs> regular cinematography. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But we'll get into it soon. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get to spoilers. Admittedly, as a sequel, though, there is a chance that some spoilers for the previous entries might still come up, even in the spoiler-free section, just because it's hard to kind of talk around where we're starting from, I guess. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. So uh, before we start, though, I'll just say, if you are enjoying the show, please do hit the like button. It helps us out a bunch if you do. More people will find us. If you're on YouTube, that is. Or, of course, uh, you can support us even more so by going over to patreon.com slash TV. And you can get a bonus episode every month as well as some other goodies. So I'll tell you more about that stuff at the end. Wreck 4. It's Wreck on a Boat. <laughs> very good. What else do you need? <laughs> I thought I said very good as if I'd made a good joke. I'm like, it wasn't a joke, Tim. It was just... No. <laughs> it was very matter, matter of fact. Yeah. It's Wreck on a Boat. <laughs> no, it's a very... Uh, yeah. Matter of factly... Uh, summarization of the film. <laughs> is factly a word? I don't think it is. <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> I'm just imagining teenage Tim in English class just arguing with the teacher, just sort of shrugging, mm-hmm. and going, ah, "Why? Why couldn't it be a word? It could. That could be a word." You know, I don't. I, I don't think factly is a word, but I think matter of factly is. <laughs> <laughs> is it though? I, I do I do think so. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, with that exchange <laughs> out of the way, let us <laughs> discuss Wreck 4. Obviously, we liked the first one a lot. Two still mm-hmm. really solid. Three was a bit more mixed. You know, we, we had you were a bit more positive than I was overall, mm-hmm. but definitely a bit more mixed mixed bag. Uh, this yeah. one interestingly comes from the other director, meaning, and what I mean by that is that one and two were co-directed, and then mm-hmm. one of the two made the third movie, and now the other one of the two 
is making this fourth one, and his name is Wami Balagoro. I'm probably butchering that. Apologies, apologies to any people who speak Spanish <laughs> who, who are <laughs> shrieking in their chairs or bathtubs, because a lot of you listen to us in the bath. I know you do. Uh, you're soaking. You like to get soaked. <laughs> You like to soak, you like to listen to us talk about horror movies, and maybe these days you're nursing a, a dune popcorn bucket. So, uh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Untimely. Did, did you see that? Did you see the dune popcorn bucket? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah. So, so, so what is the... Uh, people seem to be making a ruckus uh, about <laughs> it. Is it is, is the fear that people are going to stick things in it is that what's well, going on? it's just it's the audacity because they knew everyone was going to because everyone already says the worms look like big anuses anyway right? <laughs> so it just it's, i might have to double check what an anus looks like because I, I don't know if i see that well to be fair you don't normally see your own do you you're not that no. stretchy no that's that's very true so I'm, I'm pretty sure mine don't have teeth. I think I have to. I may have to double check, but not teeth. But you'll probably have wrinkles there that are kind of in the same vein of the teeth. Oh, okay. Is that how you can tell, like how old you are? <laughs> I just love the idea of like, tomorrow you get into into the bedroom. You're going, honey, I need to check something. <laughs> Bend over. I need, I need to see what an anus looks like. Magnifying honey, I glass. My anus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're starting off strong with this episode mm. i can tell already <laughs> <sighs> all right so uh this movie kind of follows on from two more than it does i mean three still happened it's mentioned mm-hmm. you know there's a slight connection but it's really fallen on from two we have the the star of the first movie back uh the character of angela is here again the movie starts with uh, her being kind of rescued from the hotel after the events of the second movie. Uh, that's like a little prologue. And then the rest of the movie's on... Well, would it be? Oh. It's, a, it's an apartment, not a hotel, right? Oh, sorry, apartment. Sorry, it's an apartment okay. building. Sorry. Sorry. Not Freudian. Uh, uh, <laughs> Frederick Slip, we'll call that. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure it's been a while since I've seen the the sequel, so I want to make sure. Like, sure. Oh, wait, did they go to a hotel at the end of the second? No, one? no, no. It was it was an apartment building. I was just yeah. I was just I was conflating buildings with living quarters in them. Okay. Yeah, that's all. They're pretty similar. Th- this movie, like I say, it's on a boat, and it's kind of about some scientists <laughs> who are trying to. Why is the fact that it's on a boat so funny to you every time I, I say it? <laughs> For some reason, the phrase on a boat is just setting you off. Uh, well, uh, we'll get to it. I, I, I don't want to say it right now. Okay. So that's a <laughs> bit of foreshadowing for later. Ominous teaser. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Basically, we have Angela. We have kind of a SWAT team member who got her out of the building is kind of the other main character. And there's a couple of other characters that are introduced, mainly a scientist and sort of the tech guy who does a lot of the the the, the video editing on <laughs> on Pervy the stuff i don't know why i don't because he's not cause he didn't come with the scientists so mm-hmm. i'm uh, you know the scientists just rented out the ship so the people who normally work on the ship are just there because they work on the ship and i i actually it just occurred to me like halfway through i don't know if they gave me a good reason why there's a guy who knows how to work with <laughs> cameras and editing equipment i mm-hmm. doesn't matter like <laughs> 
and why they even have that equipment there uh, aside from just I don't I don't know I don't know it, it like it it's a lot of questions <laughs> it, it struck it struck me a little bit mm-hmm. uh is a little strange but anyway it's important for plot beats to happen there so that's that, that's why he he's there with that job so yeah obviously the movie is a little bit slower paced to begin with because there's not a zombie outbreak immediately it kind of does this thing where we're kind of waiting for stuff to happen because the scientists are working on trying to find a cure basically and they keep like taking blood from angela and testing her because they're just making sure she's not infected or whatever uh but of course eventually there is infection and a zombie outbreak does happen on the boat uh but it's uh, honestly the zombie outbreak itself feels a little I wouldn't say afterthought necessarily, but it feels like it's not the focus of this movie. It feels like the <laughs> the drama of what the characters are trying to do in or around each other that's actually the focus. And the, zo- the, the zombies are just obstacles that pop up every time they're traveling to and from mm-hmm. locations more than anything else. But uh, that's that's the basic gist of Wreck Apocalypse, which was very hard to summarize when Tim kept giggling at the, the most simplest phrases. <laughs> Uh, and then staring at me blankly as, as I try to describe something else. But f- thankfully, I get a shot now and just say, Hey, Tim, what did you think of Wreck 4 Apocalypse? Uh, so I thought this was absolute garbage. <laughs> I... <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I really hated this movie. Um, and yeah, it's funny because up until now, it has been a, a pretty good franchise. Like you said, like the first one... Um, is is a classic. I mean, we we both really liked it. Uh, I you know, believe we both had it on our uh, you know top one hundred lists uh, horror movies of all times, and for sure, um, yeah, probably fairly high too. I forget the exact numbers, but uh, I mean, the first one's great, and then yeah, the the second and third one, um, I believe I, I'd seen like once before, so I'm yeah, you know, I, I don't have them like memorized, but yeah, you know, I remember like you're saying, like you know, the second one is you know it's different, but it's still pretty fun, and then. Um, like you said, the third one, there's a noticeable dip uh, in quality, but I still think there's like some fun and interesting stuff in there. Like it doesn't completely work, but I, I don't hate it. Like I'm still like, you know, like pretty decent on that one. And then I, I think I tried watching this before, like on Netflix or something like years ago and not making it very far because, um, yeah, it, it just absolutely does nothing for me. I think it completely loses any type of style or charm uh you know from the earlier movies um i mean part of that is probably you know the fact that this is you know 100 like not found footage like i, I think they i guess they kind of make like some teeny tiny nods uh to it but you know it, it's not um i, I, I don't know to me it, it just doesn't feel like wreck you know uh without that and then also it, it's just yeah, there's just nothing interesting about it. It's very dull. The I'm not instantly against boats. Like, <laughs> I, I think... Well, Tim, um, you could have fooled me based on your reactions <laughs> so far. I mean, there have, there have been other movies uh, that have had boats in them that have been good. Uh, I mean, Jaws comes to mind. Um, but <laughs> there have been other movies that have had boats in them that have been good. That's... That's like saying there's other movies that have had trucks in them. Some of them have been good, <laughs> even though I really hate trucks. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but the uh, I'm sorry, the the boat wasn't doing anything for me uh, on this. <laughs> I, it's like 
it's it was such a a dull setting and like you know already like i don't know like this type of boat like because I, I don't know it's not like a um i had a hair in my mouth <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not like a fun cruise ship which has like a bunch of wacky stuff on it. it's like you know like some type of like kind of cargo ship it seems like or, or whatever i don't know if they like fully explain ex exactly what it is they but... had fishing equipment i think so i think it was like a big okay. fishing boat that makes sense yeah um but it just makes every like everything is just very dull and drab uh which i mean I, I guess technically you could do something with that and try to make it spooky but um it never like visually it never looks interesting and there's a lot of like going back and forth between like the same like two or three rooms i feel like um and they're all like very like small and boring um the characters aren't, aren't interesting at all like yeah i like the uh you know the main uh actress from the first movie so it was kind of nice to see her back but i don't know like I, I feel like the first one just had such a good ending and um and yeah like you know they, they do continue that like you know in the, in the second one but um i don't know like just i i didn't really like what they were doing with the, the character here and none of the new characters were interesting to me at all um like the villain guy is just like a very like boring like all right yeah you're like you know this type of you know, like any means necessary, kind of annoying government, kind of army guy, and then, um, yeah, just I don't know, just nothing else was doing it. And then, like, you know, all the zombie, actually, the actual like zombie stuff, like you said, like kind of takes a while to get there. But then, you know, once you do it, it's like not very interesting. Like the makeup and the gore and the kills, like none of that is very good. I don't know. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it is one of those movies where it's just like. To me, it was just so incredibly dull, and it's just so lackluster and opposite of like, you know, what I like about the the other ones that um, it, it kind of made me mad. That I'm like, oh, like uh, this is what the the series has become. Like, and and this is like you know the last movie. I mean, obviously you have the you know American remakes, but you know, uh, well, you know, there's one remake and then a sequel to that, but, you know, th those are their own thing. Like, you know, this is the core rec franchise. And also, then... I'm pretty sure they already happened. At least the first, the quarantine already happened by the time this came out. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, like, that's its own separate thing. Like, you know, this is the, the last of the, you know, original franchise, and it's just such a, a thud, and I don't know, and it looks, like, so cheap, it feels like this would have been, like, a sci-fi original or something. Uh, and, and it's one of those oh, things well, that's annoying. I, I, that's a little, like... I'm not necessarily disagreeing with most of the points you're making, but I think mm -hmm. that last point, so I think you're forgetting how bad a sci-fi original movie looks. I think you're... It's uh, uh, a bit extreme of a statement. It's been a while since I've seen one, but well, I feel like we've done a... There's been a a couple we've done like in the last couple of years of the show that have been surprisingly like not horrible. Um, but like... Wait, whoa, we did? The, was it the Slumber Party Massacre remake? I didn't, oh, okay, I, I, okay. All right. That was like okay. Fair. fair. Um, well, I was, th I was thinking ones that have like cg in them and stuff whereas that was just a those ones are bad yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was like, a killer uh, in the woods that's fine yeah <laughs> uh and of course i mean we can't forget about um you know leprechaun returns <laughs> uh, you, i was just thinking as how <laughs> like you were getting progressively more harsh as you were mm -hmm. talking there and all i could think in my head is it's still better than every leprechaun movie that, that was the thought i had in here <laughs> uh you're you're being t far too generous to this movie um <laughs> Yeah, and and the worst part is it's just like so, it's just like I don't know. There's no charm. It's not fun, and it's one of those things where like it's not bad enough that 
at least it's like cheesy or funny or so outrageous that mm. yeah, I can enjoy it in, in some level like that. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, I found very little uh, to actually, you know, be positive about this movie. My apologies to everyone involved. So you didn't get wrecked, is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, if that's a good thing, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> getting I guess getting wrecked kind of sounds like it would be bad. <laughs> I I just mean it in the context of of getting wrecked, as in you got a wreck movie. You never got wrecked. You got apocalypsed. <laughs> yeah. Instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what you said. I don't think I'm quite as extremely harsh. I think I think it's a really middling movie. I think it's easily. Well, I would say it's easily much worse than the first two. I'd say it is worse than the third one, but I don't think the gap's that gargantuan. But you were more positive on that than I was, so that makes sense that I feel that way. Yeah, and I don't love the third one. Like, I think the third one was... I, I had fun with it, but, like, I don't think it's an amazing movie. And, yeah, mm. it's, you know, behind the first two. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit more than this one, for sure. I think... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't... Well, I guess the one thing that I disagreed with, at least in concept... One of the things you said there was that you was felt that like it took it... place on a boat. <laughs> Not that part. I was just ignoring that because there's no point in even giving that any response. <laughs> is I don't necessarily have a problem with the use of the locations in the sense that I think that if mm-hmm. you're doing a you're doing a horror story with like a, a monster on a ship. I mean, in this case, it's zombies, but similar idea where you've got safe areas that you're kind of retreating to. I think that mm-hmm. often works quite well, and I, I can get. I'm not saying this movie did it well. I, I'm just saying that. On paper, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. It's just that this movie's plot progression isn't like exciting, I and I don't care about the mm-hmm. characters enough to actually be, you know, invested in what's happening. Uh, I, if I said that, I, I apologize. I don't have anything wrong with the the concept of being on a boat. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. But I like the, you know, that could be good. But that, I don't think that did it any favors in this movie. Yeah. You said that. You said I apologize. As if, as if, as if you like. Oh, I'm sorry. I accidentally said that I want to kick all children in the face. I apologize for my <laughs> remark. <laughs> I don't think you offended anyone, but yeah, clarifying. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to mislead anyone. <laughs> Whereas your opinion on boats, though, you've been perfectly crystal yeah. clear on. <laughs> Listen, I like boats. I'm pro boats. I've I've been on a boat. Believe it or not, are you for an extended period of time? I've spent time on a boat i'm trying to think <laughs> i'm trying if, if pro boat is the equivalent of pro choice i'm trying to think of what pro life is in boat terms and say that's what you are but i can't think of a good joke that, that pays it off like uh i don't know pro dinghy pro kayak <laughs> pro dinghy, kayak. dinghy's good yeah <laughs> actually mm-hmm. joe Maybe this is a, a window into how kind of boring I was finding some of the movie. But at one point <laughs> in the movie, I was thinking how boats are so variable in size. Like, if you think of, like, mm-hmm. on-road vehicles, right? The smallest car you can think of up to, like, the biggest trucker, like, coach bus. Like, mm-hmm. and then compare it to, like, a kayak versus a cruise ship. Like, the scale <laughs> of all the different sizes of boats you can have mm-hmm. is is quite something... I just, I don't know. Yeah. I had that passing thought as I was watching the movie. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a very good point. Uh, do you ever see, like, those videos online of, like, the really big boats when it's, like, 
just like in the middle of like a crazy storm and you think like oh yeah a big boat like that that's like pretty safe and like you know you're gonna be pretty well protected but then you see those videos of like you know a, a crazy storm and the it's a huge boat but it's like just like practically sinking into the water and like so much water is coming on the deck it's like oh it's terrifying hi Sc scary time scary business yeah. <laughs> anyway wreck four that's what we're mm -hmm. that's what we're here for tim uh yeah i mean I, I have a lot of thoughts that i can't really get to until spoilers but i will say <gasps> that the some of the things this movie does with its story and its characters just feel like kind of a weird choice in terms of a follow-up to the first two movies and it kind of feels mm -hmm. like the mythology's been kind of bent a bit to justify mm. the plot of this when it doesn't really fit with what the the first two kind of set up and yep. I'm, I'm going to so i'll talk about that more in spoilers when we're talking about what the movie actually does but i, I was kind of feeling that and it was making it difficult to get invested in the story because that's there from the very start and mm -hmm. particularly with the main character of angela because she has a very particular set of circumstances at by the end of the second movie right there's a very mm -hmm. specific thing that the movie does with her by the end of that that in theory you go into this one and like oh they've got angela but she's like this because she was this is what happened at the you know in the last two movies she was in and it kind of like dances around it in this weird way that made it very unsatisfying because it was kind of like they were dragging their feet and they wanted to i think they were going for like ambiguity and they wanted the audience to kind of question like if something was or wasn't true but mm -hmm. we knew it was true at the end of Rec 2. Obviously, there's some swerves and stuff in this and, like, some some things they do to it, but it just it felt like it, it became very difficult to get invested in, in the plot when it felt like I wasn't really sure, and not in, like, a an exciting way where I'm thinking, oh, is Angela this, is Angela that, is she up to no good, right. or is she doing this? Instead, I was just kind of muddled around, like, Am I supposed to be rooting for her right now or not? Am I supposed to be rooting for this other guy who's new? Because I'm not really, he's kind of bland. Mm -hmm. I'm not really rooting for him. So it, it was, it was, it was tough to really kind of get invested early on into anything. And then a big part of the movie is all about interesting this nerdy guy who watches her on the security cameras. And <laughs> I think he's meant to be likable, but the very first thing we see him do is like creeping on her when she's getting changed. Right. So it's hard to. It's hard to get in. <laughs> you can't come back from that. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't like the movie. Like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's absolute garbage. I think it's dull middling with a lot of, like, weird choices that make it hard to recommend as a conclusion to the, the series. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think personally when I'm recommending Wreck, I'm like, yeah, watch Wreck, and hey, watch Wreck too. It's a good double feature, but... After that, you, you can kind of mm -hmm. take or leave three, and yeah. then this is best avoided for the most part. So, yeah. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm. So. <sighs> You're right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Hey, it was only 95 minutes. At least it's got that going for it. Nice and. That's, that's fair. Nice and brisk. That's what we like to see. <laughs> like to see briskness. Uh, That's true. So, I mean, as, as far as like any other non-spoiler things to say, I like. If anything, I actually think the rapid pace at times was almost a hindrance because it took away from mm -hmm. the horror. It felt like every time anything was happening with the zombies, we had to have lots of quick cuts and lots of Dutch angles. And I think mm -hmm. it kind of it ties into what you were saying about the style of the original movies being lost because now it's just a. 
not just like a normally shot film, but it's a very generically shot film. I think it's the problem. Yeah. Like obviously regular cinematography can be great. That's what most movies are. And all the best mm. movies ever made probably look quite good. But this doesn't quite have yeah. that. It's it's kinda it feels a bit cheap and nasty at times, but just and not so much that they don't have money, but more just the, the choices they make with how to like do these quick zoom in Dutch angles mm-hmm. and you know, it's like there's a shot at one point where a character finds a machine gun. It's like uh, the second sort of soldier he did. He picks a machine gun off, off of a corpse, and as he's like, you know, loading it, checking the clip, and like cocking it, and like there's like six cuts and music, dr- dramatic music's playing as he's like doing, and I'm like, what, what? This is not an action. Like, it just it feels like a lot of choices were being made because the director wanted to have it feel action packed, and. For the most part, like, when it comes to horror, I'd rather feel mm-hmm. tense than, like, a, you know, adrenaline, I guess. But in like in a way, it kind of reminded me more of like watching a like a Resident Evil movie, <laughs> like yeah, the it, original yeah, one. <laughs> it, it's kind of like it's better than most of them still, because most of them are just so goddamn stupid. Right. But it, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it does. Ha- it actually has a as a classic Resident Evil trope in it, actually, which is the countdown to self-destruction uh towards right. the end uh, <laughs> yeah. although that was a bit strange to me because mm-hmm. this is not the scientist sport like i get that they've got a bomb mm-hmm. to stop the, the infection spreading however why does the ship have a system where a voice announces it's 10 minutes until self-destruct <laughs> very good question no idea yeah that, that, that bugged me i just want to <laughs> i'll throw that out mm-hmm. there so, so I, I i guess a question though um kind of doubling back to the point you're making saying yeah had yeah kind of loses some of that wreck feeling um i I guess kind of like a larger question but do you think it's possible for a franchise to pivot you know from you know like uh i don't know if i want to say like subgenre but um i i I guess like do you think it's possible to do a a wreck film that's not found footage because i know like i probably talked about a little bit with the third one but that's kind of a a weird thing because it's like half you know or i don't know if it's half or maybe like a third or whatever you know found footage and then it goes into not that but um i don't know like do you think granted that you know this movie's not good but you know if if it was good would it still have bothered you that it's pivoted to completely non-found footage or would it still be able to feel like wreck without being that (sighs) It's interesting. It's kind of a what if, so you know. Yeah, no, I I get the point of the question. It's it. Mm-hmm. I think if it was really good, I suppose I wouldn't care, especially since mm-hmm. it would feel really forced if, for some reason, someone was filming on the boat. Now, admittedly, if it was right. really good, maybe it's a completely different plot at that point. But right, <laughs> I will say it, it, part of the problem actually though is that it teases or doesn't tease it. It kind of tries to incorporate the footage, right? So part of the movie mm-hmm. is that they're looking through the camera that she had in the first movie, right? And mm-hmm. we know that eventually they're going to see a couple of things that will advance what they think about what's going on. But they're having to wait for the footage to, like, I don't know, they say that the drive's, like, partially damaged, so he's having to mm-hmm. recover it frame by frame. <clears throat> but I, do, I don't hate the idea of a found footage movie that has a sequel that's mm-hmm. not found footage, but the movie's about characters who have the footage from the first one and are doing something with it. That's oh, actually sure. yeah. kind of intriguing to me. I don't think there's mm-hmm. been a good example of that. I know, I know there's other examples of movies that switch from, you know, Blair Witch went to non-footage right. famously for yeah. its <laughs> second movie. But 
I don't think I've seen something use it quite that way. And it kind of frustrated me because I actually, when they started looking at the footage, I was like, oh, that's kind of exciting. This is the coolest idea mm-hmm. this movie's had is that we're going to actually look at that footage and these characters are going to see stuff. And because obviously we've seen the first movie, they can surprise us with the footage, but they can build up mm-hmm. to the, the, the tension of like discovering something that they don't know yet that we do know. And that could be something mm-hmm. we can be in on as the audience. And that, of course, is what's going on with Angela. But the problem, going back to my other thing that I was saying that I don't like, is that it was really weird and unsure. Like, I think if Angela had been clearly, like, evil and doing bad things from the start behind everyone's backs, and we were kind of, like, building up to them, like, realizing they have to, like, you know, do something with her, that mm-hmm. might have been quite suspenseful, like, getting to that point. But yeah. because she seems like she isn't evil, and she seems like she doesn't even remember doing anything in the end of the second movie... It kind of feels like, eh, you know, it just it, it feels like it feels muddied. There's so many points in this movie where I felt like the the intention of the feeling they wanted to create was so muddy that I couldn't, even though I could see the ideas that I liked, like them watching the footage to discover stuff mm-hmm. from the first movie. Uh, I, I I got really frustrated uh, with, with just it, not being able to enjoy what I thought was the point of it because they they just kind of made it weird in other ways mm-hmm. so yeah but i mean to go back to the question you actually asked me uh <laughs> I, I i would say that i don't think i'd care if it was really good but it is kind of a weird choice when found footage is like a lot of the identity of that movie because yeah. what one of the things i was noticing watching the cinematography of this is that it's still very frantic when the zombies mm-hmm. attack like i said and that worked in the found footage because it was meant to be someone in the scene running with the camera and it was mm-hmm. about obscuring what you, you know, obscuring what was there so that it was scarier. Whereas here, they're not obscuring anything. They're just quickly cutting and doing a lot of shaky cam. And it's actually mm-hmm. a lot more frustrating because I'm like, you can literally do anything now with the camera. And somehow you're 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 almost showing your weaknesses. And I don't know, maybe Paco Plaza, who's the director who did the third one and co-directed the first two, who's not here now, maybe he was mm-hmm. the, the better director of the two maybe maybe yeah. that's really what we're suffering here in, in many ways i don't know but uh, yeah so i'm not against it completely in theory but at the same time it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine making that choice when all i could say is well why not why not just do another zombie movie right that's shot normally and then do a little Easter egg that kind of suggests, oh, this is in the same universe as Wreck. This is part of the same world, but you know we're not going to. Because I think if you see a movie called would... Wreck, I mean, even the name is 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 based around being found footage. You know, it's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, well, it's kind of funny. Yeah, because that reminds me of probably the you know the the best example I I can think of, which would be like you know Cloverfield to uh, you know Ten Cloverfield Lane, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, good point. One that actually worked. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's a, that's a sort of case where it's like, oh, we're just doing a different movie that's going to be loosely connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I I rewatched Cloverfield for the Ace like a year, maybe two years ago now, and mm-hmm. it didn't hold up for me. Like it, it, now, it's just it's just all the found footage tropes. Like at the time, yeah. it didn't bother me, but now it it really frustrated me. And I, I haven't seen it in forever, but I'm kind of worried that mm-hmm. yeah, I feel the same. So. You know, it made 10 Cloverfield Lane just look like, so, oh no, that's just a great standalone movie. And it just works <laughs> yeah. on its own. But yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. example to bring up. Uh, arguably, that's so disconnected because it's more of an anthology 
right yeah you get away with it a bit easier but uh yeah I, I think for me the thing that's hard with this like if if you are gonna do it you probably have to do it pretty quickly like um yeah it, it, it's tough because i would say like yeah, you'd either want to do it for the second movie or maybe in this case you might be able to get away with it because like the first two movies are kind of like just one right after each other. Like, you know, they're so connected. Actually, that... Do you know what I really like that I'm thinking about it? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like Halloween. Halloween 1 and 2 is set in oh, the same okay. night. Then Halloween 3 takes this weird swing where it's now we're going to do something else now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an anthology. But that felt mm-hmm. weird because the third movie, you feel like you'd establish that with the second one. And then mm-hmm. the fourth one brings Michael back. This is almost as if they kind of brought Michael back, but not really because they're not doing found footage. So it's like, we're bringing Michael right. back, but it's still about masks that are going to turn kids into, <laughs> you know, witch fodder or something, whatever it was, <laughs> the third one. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 this is almost like if Halloween 4 mixed Michael and the third mm-hmm. one together. Interesting, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> That's what this is. Uh, which clearly didn't work because we've not had another one since. So... Yeah, well, it would be cool to see Michael on a boat, though. We got Jason on a boat. <laughs> that's true. You like that movie? That's a movie I on a boat you love? That's a very good one, yeah. <laughs> Most people don't agree. You must hate Titanic, though, I'm thinking about it. That's the big boat movie. No, I, I told you I'm pro-boats. I, I, I do like boats. I don't know if I believe you. I, there's some little... <laughs> I don't know what you call a boat racist, but I'm getting some... <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting some vibes. <laughs> a boatist. <laughs> uh or a shipist or a uh I can't think of any more nautical <laughs> puns. <laughs> uh, uh, well maybe we can uh throw up some uh pro boats, anti boat shirts in the <laughs> in the merch store if people are interested. <laughs> Uh, does that mean you really like planes? Is that is that what you're saying? You prefer planes to boats, or oh God, no, 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 no. Planes are no good. You, you, you just so you want people <laughs> to swim the Atlantic? Like, what's the what's the choice there? People can travel however they prefer. That's fine. But... <laughs> okay, just just uh, <laughs> just just checking. Uh, which, by the way, uh, this movie's ten years old, uh, which is as well to think about. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times, times scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been ten years since twenty fourteen, which is obvious when you say it. It's just you know twenty four minus ten. But like when you realize, oh, it's been a decade since all these movies that yeah. came out. Not that I was thinking of this one when it, when this was scaring me when I was thinking about it like a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking mm-hmm. of you know Interstellar being ten years old. I was thinking of Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy being ten years old. Rec Jeez. Four never really entered into my mind right. <laughs> when I was thinking of this, but worth uh, worth mentioning. So, well, maybe we'll get some eyes on this episode uh, where people seeking out stuff about the tenth anniversary. They'll be looking up for some some reviews. No one cares about the tenth anniversary of <laughs> Rec Four Apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe the movie has it because I don't think it's complete garbage. It's just, it, it's just, I do. <laughs> it's very dull and it's very kind of in the middle. But I, I don't think it's ag- aggressively bad, like a, you know, like a like a Truth or Day or something like that. Or, I mean, we we've seen worse for sure. But I don't know. Like I do kind of wish that, I don't know that there was maybe just something that was a little bit more interesting about it. Like. I don't know. At least if it was a little more over the top or like, 
yeah, I, I guess there's some kind of like crazy stuff in there, but I don't know if there's like some like really weird big swing that I don't know, it'd be a little more interesting to, to talk about, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just so kind of flat and dull for me that uh, it's it, to a point where it's kind of infuriating because it's like, ah, there's not, not as much, uh, that I, I wish I could say about it, but yeah, not the worst thing in the world for sure. I, I mean, but I still hate it. <laughs> I mean, you're here to talk. You can say whatever you want about it. But we're getting spoilers at this point, so you can genuinely say whatever you want about Ooh. it. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like there's again because I haven't seen the sequels that much, so my memory is, is a little shoddy with it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, okay, so we are in spoilers, right? We're in spoilers. Real spoilers for Rec Four. Right. You've been warned, everyone. So. So the stuff with you know Angela getting the parasite going down her throat that's from the second movie right because the first one just ends with her being dragged away yeah 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 the parasite reveal okay was that was like a flashback at the end of the second movie that showed what happened after the end of the first after movie that. yeah okay yeah uh, the, the, so the problem here is though right so just to, mm-hmm. so rather than go through the movie in order because honestly a lot of it's just kind of repetitive and it's I don't think I'd mm-hmm. be able to do it properly. I just wanted to tackle some key subjects, and then we can fill in anything else we want to talk about. And I think mm-hmm. the subject of like what's going on with Angela is one of the big things of this movie, because mm-hmm. so like you say, the first movie ends with her trapped alone with what turns out to be this possessed girl, who is the mm-hmm. genesis of the virus. Right, the zombie virus came mm-hmm. from someone who was possessed, and that was something we liked a lot. That was like a very different take on zombies. So, and in, in terms of like you know horror stuff uh, a pretty iconic ending I, I feel like like yeah it's a great scene yeah. it's like the movie's really good but that final scene kind of you know like if you if you were mm-hmm. sitting at like a, a like a seven out of ten that that mm-hmm. ending bumps you all the way up to an eight right you know oh uh, yeah and if absolutely. anything i think we went higher than that i'm just saying that hypothetically but mm-hmm. uh, so that establishes that right and then the second movie doesn't really do anything to mess with that really right it's just more fun in the apartment building and you got the SWAT yeah. team you got different cameras that, that's how they shook it up is instead of doing like a different location or something that's like that right. yeah. they had different cameras and all different heads and then you had the, the teenagers with their camera and then you eventually mm-hmm. had angela mm-hmm. show up with the original camera and said hey we have to keep documenting this for you know the truth <laughs> to be out there kind of thing it's like okay right so they, they played some fun hot potato with what cameras we were watching the second one okay mm-hmm. that shook things up a bit uh, but you know the, the the thing at the end revealed that she'd been taken over by the, the you know we, we see there's not much context for it other than just we see the possessed woman spit this parasite into her mouth and that's kind of it and that just kind of implied oh now Angela's possessed so my first problem with how this movie tackles this is that I don't feel like how it treats this parasite is kind of like working with what the original thing was like the the possessed mm-hmm. girl is the start of the virus because uh, <laughs> pardon me right because mm-hmm. you know the whole end of the first movie it showed you that oh there was all these news clippings priests had came by to like try and like give her exorcisms and when we see her she's like really deformed she's really skinny mm-hmm. and she's looks kind of you know really different Monstrous. yeah but in this movie they we learn at a certain point that this parasite, when it has a chance, it'll jump to a better host. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, 
What, so that possessed girl was the best host for as long as she had it? <laughs> she seemed to have it, like, for, for a long time before uh, the, the, the events of Wreck happened. Mm-hmm. And it never jumped into one of the priests to go and infect the church. It never jumped into anything else. Mm-hmm. And it also makes it feel less like a possession, because it's just a parasite now. And yeah. the only way I can kind of explain it in my head, but I had to do, like, thinking here, and I had to basically just write some of my own movie to make it work, <laughs> which is... That no, the girl was possessed like a traditional possession, and that created mm-hmm. the the zombie virus. But the parasite itself is something that the possession or the demon or whatever you want to call it created in her, to so that it could be passed on and the virus could move. Because okay. otherwise, like if it's just a parasite and nothing else, then mm-hmm. it kind of takes away from all the possession stuff before, and also begs the question. Mm-hmm. Why didn't it jump before Angela? Why did it stay in that girl? And Because, again, when someone better is there to be possessed, it will jump. We saw what that girl looked like at the end of the first two movies. <laughs> yes. You're not yeah. telling me that anyone she interacted with for a long time mm-hmm. was physically in better shape? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it doesn't... It's, it, it muddies and, what was so good about the original's ending, and I mm-hmm. like that's the big thing that annoys me about it. I mean, it's a classic case of, you know, this is what happens when you explain something too much. Like, Mm. you know, there was a lot of stuff that, like, you could think about or infer from the first movie and then even the second movie. But, yeah, like, this movie really tries to get into it and to, like, explain stuff and follow up and stuff. And you just lose any of the, you know, mystique or any of the creepiness uh, about it the more that you go into it. I think it makes it too uh, scientific, I guess. Like, absolutely, yeah. I mean, like all the stuff of like you know, uh, we're testing the blood and getting cures and 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 you know all the virus talk. Like, well, you know, some of yeah. that is kind of interesting. But <laughs> what reminds me, the other big thing that annoyed me about this actually is the reveal that because they keep saying Angela is not infected. We've tested her blood; she's not a zombie. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the scientist figures out. Oh no, this parasite makes their host immune mm-hmm. and i'm like was that possessed girl in the first she didn't look very immune yeah. to shit to me i mean she wasn't a zombie to be fair but she, mm. she, she wasn't walking around normally she wasn't having conversations yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well if we just find out in another movie that actually that is exactly what that girl was like before she got possessed <laughs> so it's like oh no it makes sense like because that's just how she was before um yeah, no, I mean, it's a pretty big, like, flaw in this movie. Like, if you, you know, stop and think about it too hard, yeah, like, there's a very big difference between, you know, how Angela is walking around and acting while she's, you know, supposedly possessed or carrying the parasite or whatever, you know, versus how, you know, that girl that is doing that at the end of the first two movies. Yeah, and obviously the big twist later on in the movie, if and I say that kind of, you know, <laughs> jokingly, right. is that... The SWAT guy who got her out of the building, the other main character, what's his name here? Uh, Guzman? Guzman? There you go. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I, I kept confusing like the two like main hunky guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know, they were just both like, oh, you're just both like muscular dudes with short hair. And... Fair, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> the main one was bulkier, so I never, mm-hmm. I never had trouble, but uh, he turns out to have been the one who's been well 
I want to say possessed, but like, I, I don't know if anyone the parasite gets passed to is technically technically possessed. But that mm-hmm. said, though, when it's revealed that he's had the parasite and he's he's had it, he basically took it from Angela in the in the building before they left. Right, that's what we find out mm-hmm. at the very end. I, I he the whole movie is pretending he's normal, like a like a bad guy who's like infiltrating. You know, it's like it's like a like a twist. Oh, I was evil the whole time all along. Mm-hmm. That's the way the moment plays out. So, and that's all fine, and that that does at least tie in a little bit to Rec too, because Angela kind of did that. Angela was kind of mm-hmm. like she showed up and was part of the group, and in the end, and revealed, oh no, she's been infected, and she's been act- mm-hmm. you know she's been acting like she's wanting to help them the whole time, but she's actually not. Like her whole goal is to get out with this thing inside her. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we can deduce that the original possessed girl was possessed for a long time, and like it made her go crazy or deteriorate and that's what happens when i I don't know like maybe the reason why she didn't take anyone over because the only people who came to see her were priests and she can't Mm -hmm. like you know because it's technically a demon that's possessed her like the crosses and stuff stop her from i I, I don't know like i am like i am looking for something to make this kind of link together and it it feels like they took what they did with angela and rec 2 and tried to expand it into a whole plot here but like I say, that made it really frustrating to watch Angela in this because I kind of wanted to root for her because she's the main character from the first one and she's acting normal. But is she just, you know, is, is this just her playing? Like, I think if you were going to do that, you'd have to like see her doing bad stuff. Now, obviously, that wouldn't make sense given the fact that it turns out that she isn't infected by the end of the movie. She hasn't been. But I guess the question I have is... The person who has the parasite, are they straight up possessed like the original girl was? Mm-hmm. Or is it more just like a symbiote that kind of takes over? <laughs> because the, the original possessed girl didn't feel like a symbiote. That felt like a straight up classic right. possession, which is which was made it so interesting when that, ter- that mm-hmm. was the origin of the zombies. So I, I'm starting to repeat myself. I'll, I'll stop there. But I just... I don't know. Any thoughts you have it, on any of this crap, Tim? You... Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, it's just, you know, you're just really losing something the more that you try to justify it and add all these, like, twists and turns and we're like, oh, actually, the thing that you thought happened isn't exactly the way it is, and then blah, 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 yeah, adding all this crap. Um, yeah, it, it just loses a lot of... It, it just makes it so... so much less interesting than, yeah, the other movies. Um, and I, I think that's, like, a big problem about this. Like, if you really just wanted to do like wreck on a boat like that could be fine but uh, the problem is is that you're trying to you know add so many of these wrinkles and like have these you know quote unquote kind of twists or you know stuff tying back to it and I uh, I just feel like it's weaker for it where if you just try to be like hey we're on a boat and here's some zombies at least that could have been more fun or interesting yeah <sighs> first thought is they should have called this movie Ship Dash Wreck. Shipwreck. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what's good. You know what's good. It, the dash threw me off at, at first, but yes. <laughs> I'm just I was emphasizing that it was it was without the W. It was just yeah. R E C at the end. Let's get out of that. Yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, I only give you gold, Tim. Nothing but gold. <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold. <clears throat> Um, all right, so wait, uh, another question I had, um, 
was the the old lady who oh yeah keeps the, thinking <laughs> the rec three character yes <laughs> okay so I, I was gonna say like i i didn't remember if she was specifically from rec three or if that was like a nod to it no i think she was like i mean i'll click on her to find out i i feel right. like i remember seeing her in rec three it's you know it's been about a year and a half or something like that since we yeah. did rec three so my memory's a bit uh fuzzy but uh it's entirely possible that I've just seen her in something else, and that's why she seems familiar. But, uh, yeah, I I thought she was. I'm just going back in time and checking. Well, that was Rec 4. Rec 3 was, what, 2012? No, I guess she wasn't. Well, the actress wasn't there. So maybe, maybe this was some... Maybe this was a retcon. I, I mm-hmm. thought that character was in Rec 3, from memory, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, she seems like it, so... I, I mean... <laughs> I, I guess it doesn't matter, but I wasn't sure if, um, yeah, that was like a very, if it was like a direct reference where it's literally supposed to be a character. I mean, maybe she wasn't in the movie, but, you know, she might still, you know, supposed to be someone that was from the wedding. Um, so I wasn't sure if it, it was like that or if it was a nod. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wasn't sure about is like, I, I thought by the end of like the other movies that it like, the virus had spread and like it, it was causing like basically like you know chaos and like you know that that kind of stuff um which i, I don't know like i don't know if i'm misremembering that or i don't like, I, I don't think you're misremembering necessarily it's just kind of open to interpretation i mm-hmm. they never show anything happening anywhere else so them saying that because there is a link at the start of the third movie. Someone mentions they were at the vet, and look, there's a there's like mm-hmm. a tie to the that's right the yeah. first couple of movies because the there was a dog involved, and the guy was bit by the dog. Right, they went to the wedding, so you can sort of say that this is equally an outbreak that's happening around the same time, and that's how they treat it. In this is that we kind of contain both outbreaks, okay. and now the only samples they have are on the boat because. One of the things the SWAT team are doing at the start in the little prologue scene is they're actually setting bombs in the building to just incinerate mm-hmm. everything that's there. So I, the way the movie plays it, uh, for the most part, is that they contain the outbreaks and now they're on this boat cut off from civilization trying to find a cure with the few samples they have of, you know, they've got like monkeys that they've infected to, for, for testing purposes. <laughs> oh, monkeys. All right, we'll get to the monkeys, don't that's- worry. It's saying a lot that I didn't enjoy this movie, even though there's like attacks of like rabid CGI blood monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> You're pro monkey, um, then, are you? Okay, good to good to know. I love monkeys. You know that. Uh, don't act like you didn't know that. <laughs> do um, I? Do, do I know that? Yes. <laughs> you should if you're a good friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired! All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know, I, again, this might be mi- me misremembering or maybe just kind of like filling in stuff that wasn't, you know, explicitly said. But I was always under the impression that after the other movies that basically all hell breaks loose and like, you know, the world is, you know, being threatened by, by this thing. So and especially with the title being like Apocalypse, I was thinking that this was more like oh, like, uh, yeah, we had to go out to sea because, like, oh, you know, the, the land is so ravaged. They or... could not have picked a more generic title for this. Like... <laughs> I mean, I, you know, same before, it reminded me of Resident Evil. Like, there literally is a, a Resident Evil apocalypse. Uh, there is. Yeah. There is. Uh, in fact, uh, not the movies, but the, the Netflix TV show, there was a lot of that on a boat as well, so... 
That's right. And that came after this, to be fair. I'm not, I'm not saying this copied that, but, uh, you know. Remember how insanely bad <laughs> that show was? Oh, I do. I do. At least it got funny bad towards the end. Like, all the stuff yeah. with the, the clone, who was really funny. Uh, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. But, uh, like... Terrific actor, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's... He was, he was very funny. In the, I mean, it was, it's not why I won from a Resident Evil, like, piece of media, but... Isn't there something like a dance sequence or, or something that... Yeah, character... yeah, there's a character... <laughs> uh... Oh, they were, like, talking about, like, Spongebob and stuff, like, like how is... <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, that is so... You know, it, it's so bad, but, like, part of me is, like... I, I never finished it, but I was like, oh, it is, like, so wacky. Maybe, maybe I, I should go back and watch it. Uh, there was also, I think there was a line, like, episode one or two, about how there's a kid in the high school that gets anime imported early, so all the kids go That's to him right. for their anime or something <laughs> stupid like that. Oh. That classic Resident Evil <laughs> thing from the games. <laughs> I have never felt so alienated by a bunch of Zoomers in my life watching that TV show. <laughs> I mean, are high schoolers still Zoomers, or have we moved on to the next generation now? I don't know, but either way. Oh dear Lord, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I... Okay, what were we talking about before? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about, yeah, I don't... I think you, I think it's not unfair to, that you may have assumed that because there's now been an outbreak at this wedding, as well as the building, sure, that, sure. that there's going to be more outbreaks, and that'll lead to more and more. Mm-hmm. But this movie does say that we contain these two outbreaks, although that one was close to Barcelona, so that was getting kind of scary. That said, though, there is a line later on from like, the head scientist who's kind of like, the antagonist of the movie where mm-hmm. he says, hey, if we don't like f- solve this, there'll be nothing to go back to. Mm-hmm. Implying that he thinks the world might be gone. And I'm like, well, that doesn't yeah. sound like you've contained all the earbreaks if you think that. But he, <laughs> I think he might have just been saying that to try and make them do what sure. he wanted. Uh, it feels like he was manipulating them because he's, he's your scummy scientist man. Which, yeah. which is kind of a weird like thing in this movie because... He, I mean, again, to compare it to Resident Evil, I, I wasn't expecting to do this much comparisons, <laughs> but he kind of feels like in a Resident Evil story, this is the evil umbrella scientist who's like doing mm-hmm. things that are kind of shady for the pursuit of the science that he's doing. However, his goal in this movie is to make a cure, which isn't yeah. inherently bad. So... That is true. <laughs> that is funny. Like, yeah, he, they, they do play him off as, like, the stock, like, evil scientist kind of villain guy. But the thing he's doing is like, oh, no, that's something that, yeah, you want him to do. I mean, his goals are pretty admirable, all things considered. He's a bit scummy mm-hmm. with how he goes about some of it, but mm-hmm. ultimately he's trying to make a cure. And that's how we get to the whole parasite thing is because he realizes that, oh, we can't just use any test subject to make a cure because the virus mutates in every host. We need the original thing we need the parasite that causes the virus and that's my other thing with this whole parasite thing we keep talking about a parasite and literally the last shot of the movie barring a mid-credit sequence is uh, i didn't see that i mean it's like after two credits so you may have seen it it's, it's oh, very quick it's very it's in like a taxi cab uh, uh remind me later <laughs> okay so but the final shot before the credits start it's, it's not like the, the, the mid-credit scene from Five Nights at Freddy's. You're not thinking about that <laughs> no, one. Because no, 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 no. I was in a taxi cab. <laughs> no, no, different taxi cab. <laughs> this was in Spain. Okay. okay. Uh, no, but the final shot of the movie after the boat blows up, you know, because obviously that's how the movie mm-hmm. ends, uh, is this parasite in the water and, like, there's the, the tease of, oh, no, a fish ate it. That means, you know, the zombie that's things right, were spread. Yeah. But yeah. that's my problem here is that 
you've somehow turned the core villain of this series into this parasite. And I'm like, <laughs> no one talked it's about... Mr. Mind. <laughs> no one talked about a parasite in the first movie. Mm. And even the second movie, even though you see the parasite pass mouth to mouth at the end, it was mm. more just a visual representation of, oh, the possessed like force, whatever it is, the demon, is going mm. into Angela. That's all it really represented. But this movie is doing nothing but talking about the parasite and its DNA so it can create antibody virus shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating. Just a, a quick tangent because we're talking about parasites. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Have you ever played uh, Parasite Eve? I have not, actually. No, no. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be a fun game to, to make a comeback. I, I remember liking it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I think I... I say I haven't. I may have like tried it briefly once and mm-hmm. expected it to play like a Resident Evil. And then when the combat started, I went, "Wait, what's this?" And didn't understand what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do. Uh, I feel like it's I'd interesting because pro- it's like, sorry, but it, it is like a mix of like Resident Evil, but it, it is kind of like RPG yeah. like, combat. Like I feel like now because when I tried it, this was probably long before I'd ever even played an RPG or a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. I feel like now I'd probably it'd probably click with me a lot better if I give it a try. But yeah. uh, um. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. I, I wouldn't mind seeing like maybe a a remake or something. I, I think there was like some rumor or something a, a while back that you know, it was like one of those ones like oh like a SquareSoft, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? like bought a website or renewed a website for the mm. name or something. That um, I, I remember like in the uh, I forget if I played the second one. Um, I, I do think say like a couple of years ago, I got. So the PSP or Vita, and they had like this. I was like just looking up, like, oh, like, you know, uh, PSP Vita games that you know I've never played because you know, like, some of them ended up getting ported to you know, um, whatever you know, console PS2, PS3, whatever, uh, PS4. I don't know. Uh, so you know, like, there's some like PSP games that maybe you end up playing when it. <laughs> I can tell Tim really wants to talk about Rec Four, where this is we're getting deeper into this tangent. Yeah, <laughs> just one last thing I'll say. Um, but um, so I, I saw that there was like a yeah, like a third Parasite Eve game that um, I, I forget if it's PSP or Vita, whatever. Uh, but I was like, oh cool, I like Parasite Eve, uh, so I bought it. And then like, man, that that game was just so horny. It was like <laughs> the it was like something like i think it was something like when you get like the more damage you get like uh, i think like you know the more like your clothing gets shredded <laughs> and like you know it's like one of those like type of things and that feels counterintuitive i feel like all the horny boys will uh be like yeah take that like they want to play that game where they're one hit away from death at all times yeah. <laughs> um I mean, hey, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but. <laughs> <laughs> you pro boy. <laughs> Perv. Uh, good times. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, shall we talk about the character of Nick? <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, the, the tech guy. The tech guy. Yeah. Who's uh, trying to get the, the footage off the camera. Our introduction to him, one of his main traits is that he really likes chocolate bars. One specific type of chocolate bar, which we see that he's got like a big stash of and he keeps eating throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay, whatever. <laughs> I did not find that that endearing, but okay. Yeah. Um, but he is kind of perving on Angela when he's like, so he's, t- mm-hmm. he's not meant to see the security cameras, but he's kind of like hacked into them because the, sec- mm-hmm. the cameras were set up by the scientists slash military who are there. 
Um, but he's watching her in her room as she's getting changed, and the movie doesn't play this like it's something like, oh, he's doing something he shouldn't be and he's going to learn from <laughs> it, or he's a character we shouldn't like. The movie then just kind of goes on with this idea that he's like supposed to be kind of this lovable goofball who's attracted mm-hmm. to her and he's like because he's a fan of her show that's what we find out is that he really mm-hmm. wants to be introduced to her because he likes her tv show um mm-hmm. to the point where when they does meet her and she's looking at the footage like intently because she's like she cares about what's going on he's like hey could you record like a little video thing for me where you do your intro about me and <laughs> like he's he just kind of like honestly it's, it's kind of weird because from his introduction's a little memorable in that it feels like they're setting up someone with a fault or someone who is unlikable, but mm-hmm. then the rest of it plays really straight as if he's just meant to be this kind of, you know, like when you're watching an ensemble movie and you've got someone who's a bit more, he's not the hunky guy, he's not the brave mm-hmm. one, he's kind of the the cowardly, nerdy one who's going to maybe mm-hmm. find some courage later on. But they play it so vanilla, that yeah. I never even felt like they kind of gave him big moments where he was making big choices to actually save the day, you know? Like, he, like the most he ever does is, like, hit one guy in the face, and it doesn't really feel like a big moment when he does it either. It just kind of feels like... Because he, he literally, just before that happens, actually, watched someone else get eaten by zombies, and he's yelling for help, Nick, please help! And Nick just stands mm. there frozen, and the guy dies. Mm. And then, you know, seconds... It never feels like he... Like, oh, does he feel bad about that? Does he feel guilt? Does that motivate him to do better with, with any other chances he gets to be a hero? Nothing mm-hmm. really comes of it. It's, you know, so it's hard to, it's hard to give a shit about him is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, it, it does feel like the movie wants you to like him a bit more and that, yeah, it's supposed to be more of like a lovable goofball. But um, yeah, he, I, I mean, like you said, that kind of introduction to him where, yeah, he he's perving on uh angela it's not great um and then yeah just i mean after that it's just everything it's just not like super interesting i i guess on the one hand he probably has like maybe slightly more personality than like i don't know the some of the other like characters i just think are so bland like the um yeah what, what the uh uh guzman uh he was like the 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 soldiery guy, but then right, and then who was yeah. like the the other one that was like, kind of like the that that was studying like global epidemics or like that guy studying? You mean the scientist? Not like the main like villain scientist, but the the other one that I don't know they. <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> I actually don't. There's there's a second soldier dude that mm-hmm. Guzman knows who tries to help mm-hmm. the old lady a few times. That's the one that Nick watches die. I don't know if you're talking about yeah, him. That, yeah, yeah. And they, because I, I thought they said like before that he like studies global epidemics or something like that. I don't remember that. I remember them saying that Guzman's technically a doctor, so he knows <laughs> about how to treat an epidemic. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Because uh, I, I think I said before, I, I mix those two up. Because <laughs> <laughs> totally, they, they're yeah. just, yeah, they just look very similar to me. But um, all right, the point I was making though is that I, I thought both of those are the characters were extremely bland and boring. Um, oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think Nick is that much more interesting either, but I guess at least he has a little bit more of a personality, even if it is just like <laughs> he likes chocolate bars and is nerdy and <laughs> 
awkward around this girl or whatever. I think the other, th- I mean, I mean, just on the next thing, like a simple little fix for it, I guess, would be that he's like looking through the cameras. He sees her. He's kind of like mm-hmm. fixated because he thinks she's she's pretty. The moment mm-hmm. she's starting to like undress because she's getting changed, that's the moment where he should be like quickly change the camera because he realizes, oh no, I shouldn't be looking at this. But sure, instead, sure. instead he just sort of. He doesn't even get pervy and like sort of lick his lips or anything like over the top of that. He just sort of has a blank face like he's watching TV. Like this is just like the next scene yeah. in the movie kind of thing. It's a really weird like introduction to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the the two soldiery dudes, Guzman being the main one, I think mm-hmm. the big twist later that he's been infected or uh, possessed or parasited mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this whole time. And he's been working against everyone else. He's the one that let the monkey out, that spread the zombie virus around the ship. He's the one who did whatever else. That would have maybe more of an impact if it felt like he actually, I don't know, bonded with like anyone else so that it would mm-hmm. it'd feel like a betrayal. But, I mean, I know like Angela and him are a little buddy-buddy, but it never feels like mm-hmm. they're building like a potential romance or even like a friendship. It just kind of feels like he's not from this boat, so I kind of trust him slightly more than all these scientists and military dudes who had me strapped to a table at the start of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. It never feels like it grows beyond that. So it doesn't feel like, oh no, the... the dro- I mean, it's not gonna, I don't think it's going to be a super surprising twist to us, but at least if the character feels like her rug's been pulled out from under her feet, that could be something. But... Not only has he been bland and not built any attachments with anyone, so it feels like a big betrayal. Mm-hmm. We also didn't know for most of the movie if it was actually just her and she just didn't know it. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. know what the rules were for this. It's entirely possible to us for most of the movie that she has got the parasite in her, she is the one who's the carrier, but she just doesn't know because unless the parasite, I don't know, activates to actually take control, she just thinks she's normal. Um... Like, I actually thought she did have the parasite for a while, and that one of the scenes we were going to get is, like, her letting them cut it out of her, and she, mm-hmm. she would, you know, she would maybe get better afterwards, because she has, like, a dream in the middle where she's, like, dreaming that there's something crawling, and, like, it's very Ripley and Aliens, where she's, like, worried about the chestbuster, where she's mm-hmm. worried that there's something in there, and then she wakes up. So I thought maybe that was building to, oh, she's going to, like, cut it out herself or something. She's going to, like, mm-hmm. surgically, or I say surgically, she's going to grab a scalpel and just, like, rip open her stomach and get rid of it and get patched <laughs> up. Or, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but obviously that turned out not to be the case. But it never felt like... Like, was there a single moment, right, in the first two-thirds of this movie where she might still be infected, and we probably think she is because that's how the last two movies ended... Is there ever a moment where there's even something she does that's remotely questionable where you're like, oh, that might have been something bad she just did to, you know, like, you know, because you know, you know, you know, like, typically mm-hmm. if you're trying to question if someone's good or not, they'll usually have mm-hmm. them do something that might appear shady, but later when it turns out they've been good the whole time, oh no, there was a justifiable reason for that little thing they did that looked bad for a second. But I don't think there was ever anything like that with Angela in this. There was never a moment where, oh, is she up to something there? No. She never does anything. Yeah, I can't think of anything. All right, well, let's start run. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to mention how the virus spreads initially because the monkey gets out and it goes to the the the, the kitchen and mm-hmm. bites the cook, mm-hmm. which is fine. But somehow the cook still functions. Well, not for the cook, yeah. But <laughs> the cook still functions and makes dinner with this monkey meat, right? Mm-hmm even though he's already infected by this point. So mm-hmm. the way we get a bunch of zombies quickly is that a bunch of the military guys like eat the, the <laughs> monkey zombie. 
for mm-hmm. dinner, and apparently that infects you just as which is fair enough. I'm not surprised that that infects you, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, that that that's what basically does that to them uh, right away. Uh, I, I just thought that was worth mentioning. It's I don't know. It it sounds like it should be, you know, because it, it is kind of crazy. So it, it sounds like something that it should be more fun or, or more notable. But I don't know. It, it just didn't really do much <laughs> well they never focused on them eating it right they never really right, yeah. emphasized oh hey they're eating the stuff that's infected they just kind of mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess the fair way to put it would be that they take something that on paper sounds like a crazy wild way to start a zombie like spread mm-hmm. or movie and they somehow done it in the way that was the least engaging where <laughs> like the most traumatic moment from it is when the other main characters come in to have something to eat after the second shift of, you know, dinner, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them sees the kitchen and sees that the food's infected and comes running in and stops them. But it's not like they're close to taking a bite. They don't even try and make it a dramatic yeah. moment out of it. It's just kind of like, oh, you've barely sat at the table. Mm-hmm. Don't eat anything. <laughs> Like, the guy could have run out and could have been like, it's monkey, the meat is monkey, and, like, start knocking it out of people's hands. And Yeah, also, they seem to think that all the food was infected at this point, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure why a lot of the other stuff would be infected. You know, mm-hmm. surely there's still food in crates that hasn't been opened that is probably safe to eat still, I imagine. Uh, you'd be surprised. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean, Tim? <laughs> And the monkey could have shat some blood on it. <laughs> shat some blood. <laughs> you, could, you could have said either shat on it or bled on it. But no, you thought you'd go with shat some blood. I mean, these these weren't healthy looking monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, that that's true. They were, they were, they were, they were zombie monkeys. That's fair. Uh... There must be a lot of interesting stuff to talk. I guess we need to talk about one the ending, mm-hmm. uh, but also I guess some of the other scientist man stuff because there's a whole thing in this movie where he's got all his men chasing after Angela and she's running away and holding scalpels to necks to try and get away. Um, ultimately, while some of his guys are being bit, she actually bites him in the arm and says, "Hey, I'm not infected. I just bit you. Go and test yourself." And sure enough, it turns out she's not infected. And that's what leads up to the big reveal with uh, Guzman being the one who's infected. Uh, I guess the other thing here is that they're limited for weapons for a lot of the movie. And they find some harpoon guns and they find like a a rudder, (laughs) like an engine for like a small (laughs) boat. And they use that. That's basically replacing the chainsaw from the last movie. You've got a rudder now. Mm -hmm. So we see that get used a couple of times. It's very CG though when it's actually cutting into something. So it wasn't yeah the most fun thing to actually see be it's, used uh, it's a good idea i like the uh at least like the idea of it but yeah i mean it didn't look great yeah uh but yeah basically the, the end of the the movie is that nick is still alive he ends up being the only other survivor or angela mm-hmm. but they end up teaming up and they have to run uh, there's a lot of action shots a lot of shaky cam all the zombies are chasing them but at this point the scientist has put the the 20 minute timer on the scientist actually is the one who had the uh, inflatable boat, you know, the the raft. The raft. And he was... Is that basically... Now they're just getting on a smaller boat. <laughs> Did that bother you, Timothy? <laughs> no, I love boats. <laughs> no matter the size. 
Does does Raft count as a boat because it's inflatable? I guess it. I guess it technically is kind of a boat, but it's kind of a boat. <laughs> kind of a boat. <laughs> it's not the best boat you can get, but I mean, it's better than no boat. Is 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 an inflatable raft closer to a boat or like a rubber ring that you'd have in a swimming pool? Mm, good question. Uh, I guess it's kind of like the natural evolution between like, it's like, know, like the, the, it's like they had sex. You're saying the a boat and a rubber <laughs> ring had sex and out popped an inflatable raft. Well, like I, I think like you know when you look at those like charts of evolution where you see like you know the 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 monkey that becomes the caveman that becomes the human basically if you did that with boats you would see like you know the the donut that becomes the raft that becomes the <laughs> <laughs> the cruise ship uh yeah now what a donut you said donut instead of rubber ring now what a donut i don't blame you they're good donut donuts are good they're good unlike this movie they're pretty good <laughs> contrary to popular belief I had a, we, we had, uh, um, my uh, brother-in-law, uh, brought over some donuts for us over the weekend and <laughs> asked my son if he, I was like, Hey, you, you want to share a donut? And he was like, mine. And he just grabbed <laughs> it and proceeded to eat <laughs> pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> top, the top job parent in there, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I see capitalism is <laughs> true and well in the Virgo household. Mostly when it comes to food. <laughs> it starts with donuts. Next thing you know, it'll be healthcare. I'm just saying. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's it. White's going to be running a, a, a medical insurance. He's going to be denying people claims. Oh, what's that? You've got cancer. <laughs> Boo-hoo. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> He's denying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of action at the end where they're running to try and get to the, the front of the mm-hmm. boat so they can jump off. Or maybe it's the back of the boat. I can't remember what side it was, but there's a lot of running and like climbing over nets Port. and stuff. <laughs> port? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't say back or front. You say port and one uh, other thing. I forget. Harbor? <laughs> I was going to say, they're not both called port. There's a reason why I said front and back, because I didn't know which was which. Time. Well, maybe if you like boats a little bit more, you would know that. There's also aft and stern, I believe, is the other two directions. Mm. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked boats, Tim. Well, not hardcore. <laughs> you're, you're a casual boat enjoyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so I'm sorry but I, I feel like you don't you hear like movies where like yo oh we gotta get port side very seldom was has ever been a movie where someone's like go aft go aft <laughs> I can't believe how long it's tell- taken me to just describe the fact that the two characters jump off the boat in- <laughs> into the water and get onto the, the, the rubber rubber dinghy mm-hmm. uh, which you know they 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 get the, the engine going just in time for the boat to explode. I, I will say this. They obviously knew their explosion wasn't going to look that great, so they did a good job of obscuring it by having like lots of like shaky, the water like hitting the camera, just, just sort yeah. of to hide how it looks for the most part. I thought that was a, a wise choice. Uh, Agreed. But, yeah. And that's it. It actually ends really suddenly, because after that, it goes straight to the shot in the water of the parasite, and then it's like... Mm-hmm. 
credits. Except for, of course, uh, after a few credits, we get uh, Nick and was it Angela in the back of a cab, and they're just hearing the radio that there's like stuff going on, and they just kind of look at each other. That's right, yeah. After the cab driver looks at them and goes, hey, it must have been some party you two were at. That's, and, and I, they, I remember that now. Yeah, and they just look at each other like, this, this effing guy. Like, <laughs> how dare he assume what we've been through. <laughs> so. Uh, I you know that scene made it worth it. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> oh, did it? Did you enjoy that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like, I feel like we've skipped over a lot of things in the movie, but so much of it is running around and just, you know, dodging zombies, which feels like an afterthought. Because most of mm-hmm. it's more about, like, you know, they kind of, like, split into two camps where the scientist has got his men and he wants Angela. The others mm-hmm. are against that, but they kind of give in a little bit at one point. There's a lot of, like, back and forth in that. And that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. sound bad on paper. I-, I can see the version of, like, this type of story where... There's like, you know, I'm basically thinking of Crimson Tide where they're on the submarine and like there's like two factions that form and it's kind of like a war between the two factions. That mm-hmm. that that's there's nothing wrong with that, but like again, this is very muddy with how it sets it up and it's hard to tell if anyone actually really cares about anyone else. It never feels that like the captain's really like this honorable guy that really cares about his crew who like, goes out of his way to try and protect them or mm-hmm. Whatever, I don't know. But no no one feels like they're that close with each other. So it never really feels like anyone is even that fussed about anyone else surviving. I, I don't know, it's kind of... And again, like you could take that back to the first record and say, isn't that technically true in that movie? Kind of? Well, maybe a little bit, but there was at least still families in that. There were still couples in the building. There were still people who cared mm-hmm. about each other. Uh, but it was a very different movie, ultimately. And... I think that's one of the interesting things about the start of this movie is that first scene where, where they're in the building. I was like, oh, this is actually almost interesting getting to see this apartment building filmed normally because we only ever mm-hmm. saw it and found footage before. So, mm-hmm. But it also kind of revealed how much less exciting it was watching them go up the stairs with their guns filmed that way because it just it was nowhere near as good as anything in the first two. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a shame. The whole thing's a shame. Yeah, and I, I just found it really hard to <laughs> care about much <laughs> of anything in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely points where I was struggling to pay attention because they kept cutting to like a guy in the engine room. Was this a bald black guy mm. in the engine room? And I thought he was been set up as like a major character, and mm. he just got turned into a zombie after a couple of scenes. There wasn't really anything to it. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I just I kept looking for it to do more with what it had, and it just kept not committing to any like interesting ideas like the closest it got and this is not even like an original thing but there is a point where Paco starts like giving Angela directions to dodge the bad guys when he's at the you know the the, the security camera monitors and he's like saying hey go here go here but it only lasts for like 30 seconds and it's not you know I've seen that done better and lots yeah. of other things so it's not that much to say but at least it's a con at least i can say oh this is a set piece we can have like a chunk here where right he's directing her around and maybe that'd even be interesting to do from the zombies like hey the zombies are coming up this staircase or they're they're over here in this like deck or this hallway like you know try and duck that side yeah but nah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah it's uh, yeah i mean I, I guess i can't really say that like you know there wasn't an idea here or there that might have been interesting but yeah very seldom did it ever actually follow up or do anything satisfying that's a really easy thing to say and i think people still overuse it when they're 
taking apart movies that, that are kind of like this, but it, this genuinely does feel like it was the first draft of a script as sure. opposed to, yeah. you know, the, the fifth draft, which would iron out a lot of the problems when someone would like look at the script critically and say, okay, what's working here? What are the good ideas? What feels mm-hmm. uh, like it's like it's not clicking? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so... Sadly to say, I like it's a really bland movie that has the weakest zombie stuff of the movie. All four of them it has the weakest violence of all four. It has the dullest characters of all four, and despite being called Apocalypse, and I don't know if they officially called it the end of the saga, but it kind of felt like it was the mm-hmm. last one when it was coming out. It just doesn't feel like it actually is paying. St- like it felt like we should be getting more to like maybe the possession stuff. And like maybe exploring that route a bit more, like hell, maybe you could just do a straight up like a uh, Exorcist style movie about the original Possessed. I'm not saying I want a prequel, sure. but it would probably be more interesting than anything that happened in this movie. So yeah, you hate to see it. <laughs> all right, well I've I've, I've I'm out of steam, and Tim was out yeah. of steam ten minutes in. So Tim, <laughs> would you like to rate Wreck Apocalypse? Which hey, I mean, running out of steam that's pretty bad for a boat. Um... Yeah, and a steam engine from a hundred years ago, maybe. <laughs> Do you think you think your modern cruise liner? You think that's running on steam? If you take in a steam cruise, sure. Do steam cruises exist? Then? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, for fans of uh, Steamboat Willie, maybe they they have something. <laughs> Thank God I can say that and not get sued. You, you could say it anytime you wanted before, Tim. Well, I, I was being careful. <laughs> Just to make sure. You're allowed to mention copyright material anytime you want. That's okay. <laughs> and hell, technically we can even show a little bit of it if we can, if it's under fair use, but... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Stop talking Steamboat <laughs> Willie and rate the damn movie, Tim. Come on. God. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty negative about this. Uh, I, I, I mean, maybe I, I'm just in a, a little bit of a, a grumpy mood, but um, yeah, it, it was a chore to watch. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I just found like very little positive about it. Like, it's uh, exceedingly bland. Uh, n- nothing about it. Uh, was interesting to me the story the characters a, a lot of it just kind of made my eyes glaze over and uh, uh you know a lot of that stuff could have been forgiven if at least once the outbreak happens and zombies are running around if we at least get some you know fun deaths or gore or whatever but um even that is really subpar and uninteresting um yeah, I don't know. I really can't go that high. I think I'm gonna do a three on this Ooh. one. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It it really did nothing for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that is too low because that, that's you know that's that's why I gave Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, this is nowhere <laughs> near as bad as Five Nights at Freddy's. It's it's obviously very disappointing. It's very middling. To, to me, to me, this is like. The definition of a five out of ten. I guess it's a five, mm-hmm. which is not a good score. <laughs> Stop looking at me like I'm a crazy man. 
that's fine <laughs> okay all right all right i enjoyed it two points less than you that's fine <laughs> uh, so i guess that averages a, a four for the show's rating so uh take that what you will well it's a fourth entry so makes sense is that how it works movies can't be great <laughs> until they get to nine or ten entries is that what you're saying most of them uh-huh uh-huh anyway uh so vote winner done dusted mm. Uh, obviously, there'll be another vote. Uh, it'll probably be up by the time this goes out, actually, uh, mm-hmm. for next month's stuff. I think the next couple of votes are going to be movies from either uh, Tim or mine's top 100 lists that we haven't done mm-hmm. yet. So uh, that's the next two sort of batches. So, you know, variety, because it's not, they don't really have a theme beyond that. So it's just going to be a variety of movies that Tim likes and then mm-hmm. a variety of movies that I like. But... Uh, that'll be up soon uh, next week on the show we will be looking at another 2023 movie we're going back to doing some catch up after a couple of weeks uh, other things we'll be looking at The Nun 2 so <laughs> <laughs> well Tim's face said it all Nun 2 Nun with a gun <laughs> Nun 2 serious It's <laughs> <That's> good <laughs> Uh, or even just too none too furious I suppose that, that, that works I like that too <laughs> uh, none too none your business mm, okay we're we're getting a little bit from the point but <laughs> none <laughs> okay I'm going to stop but like I can do none <laughs> puns all day okay of course that's a that's a bonus podcast we do though that's not you have to pay money for that. Yes. Nuns with puns is a bonus show. And then <laughs> Nuns with Big Buns is the OnlyFans account. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I kid, of course. But what you can get at Patreon if you support the show and all the stuff that we do at Mail Fuzz Movies and Mail Fuzz TV is you'll get a, an exclusive episode every month. Um, just last week, we did a movie for Valentine's called Hospital Massacre. Uh, you can only get that at Patreon uh, or YouTube membership eventually, although they're much further behind, but they'll eventually get there. Uh, but that's an 80s slasher movie, and we've done some fun stuff on there. That's where we do kind of the weirder 80s movies and things like that that don't really fit anywhere else. We've done things like Deadly Friend, which is a Wes Craven-directed movie. We've done stuff like Primal Rage, you know, a bunch of stuff. So uh, go and check that out if you want to. And, of course, you also get access to bonus even more streams videos where me and Tim will just do a topic. Sometimes it'll be like ranking a franchise, it'll be discussing like a big news thing that happened. Uh, we tend to do a couple of those per month now, it seems to be the new uh, kind of frequency of those. So, go uh, go check it out. Anyway, that's the show. Thank you for joining us. I'll put Tim out of his misery. <laughs> I got a boat to catch, I gotta get, get out of here. <laughs> that's like the idea that you watched Jaws for the first time and he said we're going to need a bigger boat and you went filth absolute filth (laughs) the boat they had was it was a good size this is getting weird thank you for joining us everyone (laughs) we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies goodbye